I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. I'm gonna sing like a butterfly and sing like a bee. His hands can't hit what his eyes can't see. Chaos family, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the world's greatest podcast, Cerebral Chaos. I am your gracious host, Docella, as always. Thank you for joining us on this Labor Day edition of Cerebral Chaos. If you're sitting at the barbecue right now around that table with your family, just make sure you save me a plate, uh, ship it out to me, or I will come and pick it up if you call me. Uh, so grateful and so thankful for you guys to be here with us today. We got an amazing interview coming up, but before we get started, you know how we do. We got to do it with the quote of the week. So this week, the quote of the week is going to come from Mr. Winston Churchill, who says, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity and the optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Amazing quote from Mr. Churchill right there. You know, clear up your vision, focus on what you can focus on. If you're going to be pessimistic about everything, then you will see pessimistic stuff and everything. You will see the negativity in everything. I always try to preach on and talk about positive energy, and it really starts with your mind state. So no matter what situation comes up, a lot of how we will get through it is how we start by looking at the situation. So if all you focus on is the negative and what you can't do, then that's what's going to bog you down. So instead of focusing on what we can't do, what we can't change. Let's focus on what we can. You know, let's see the opportunity in the difficulty. Take on the challenge. Embrace the challenge. Trust yourself and believe in yourself. And you can accomplish most anything you want to. Uh, speaking of that, we have an amazing guest today that kind of took that knowledge and took that wisdom and ran with it and has made himself a magnificent and well-known musician in the Southeast region of the United States, period. Um, he's all over. He's on Montgomery. He's in Mobile. He's in Birmingham. He's in Atlanta. He's in Florida. He's everywhere. I mean, this guy is legit. You know, if you don't know who we're talking about, you're about to learn today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this journey. It's a success story. It ties a lot to music, but a lot of what he has done and a lot of what he has accomplished can be tied to different facets of our life. So that's why I want to start the episode off with that quote. It's true. Whatever you see in the situation is usually what you make of it. So this is a guy who saw the positive in every situation. He has had negatives. But again, he took that positive. He took the positives of the situations he was placed in. Um, the challenges, he embraced them. He embraced the opportunities. He embraced the difficulties. He embraced the tough times, the struggles, the late night practices, the juggling schedule that he has to try to deal with each and every day and every week. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Cerebral Chaos Podcast, my next guest. This guy is such a humble guy, an amazing talent. If you're not, if you haven't heard him before, I'm going to try to get some of his 
actual talent on this pod for you. So pay attention later on. At the end, we might have a little bit of music coming from him. But again, such a humble guy, such a talented guy. I've had the opportunity to play with him, to get to know him a little bit better. He is as humble as he is talented, which normally doesn't happen with musicians of his caliber. So let's get right into it. He's from small town, Alabama, and he's made something of himself and he's a very accomplished and successful musician. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome to my podcast, Mr. Roderick Robinson. But I know him and you may know him as Duke, the guitarist. All right, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend. If you live in any part of southern Alabama or northern Florida and you've been out at a live gig, I'm sure you've heard this guy playing somewhere, somehow with somebody. My guest today is Mr. Duke, the guitarist. How you doing today, Duke? I mean, I'm doing good, man. It's a blessing to have you here, brother. Um, I appreciate you joining us. Um, so tell the audience just a little bit about yourself, man, a little bit about your journey. You want to give us some family details as much as you want to say, man. Okay. Uh, I'm Duke the Guitars, and uh, my journey started uh, man, many years ago. I started out young, man, and I started playing guitar when I was just five years old. Wow. And I started playing professionally at 13, and wow. it's, it's just been growing from there. Uh, I started out mainly doing gospel and mm-hmm. Over the years, I've ventured out into R&B, blues, country, rock, pop, <laughs> just all of it, man. And it's been a good journey. Yep. Um, let's see, over the past five years, uh, where things really began to grow, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to play for several different artists from NBC's The Voice and American Idol and Sunday's Best. And, man, it's just been a a great journey, man. I'm just thankful for it. Wow. Um, a little bit of a backstory here. And I found I found this out the other day in texting him. So I know very good friend of yours from way back in high school by the name of D'Angelo Hill. You remember that guy? Yes, sir. <laughs> so he told me that you guys were two of the starting five on that basketball team in high school. Um, I met D in high school. And, man, when I tell you, I talk to him each and every day. And I told him you were going to come on. And he was like, oh, man, I know Duke, man. We played on the basketball <laughs> team together. So, man, it is – it's a small world, man. It's surprising how you know all these different people. And, you know, of course, I, we know Ryan and I know Darius. And it's like I bumped into yeah. and ran into a lot of people that know you before meeting you. But, man, again, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to get into your journey. Um, I know a little bit about your journey excited to get into some details and kind of you know a little bit about your backstory man so that was a little snippet there for some some listens i know deal listen to this episode too so um when did you first pick up a guitar i know you said five but as you just pick up a guitar at five and just started stroking or strumming or how'd that work oh um, i watched my dad play and um i was just really interested and in, you know following his footsteps mm-hmm so uh, at five, I asked him to teach me, and uh, he started with me. And I gotta be honest, it, it wasn't the the easiest thing, you know. <laughs> I, I was like being five years old, trying to take in all that, you know, all those lessons. But right. you know, 
I was determined, man. Like when I think back on that, like for a five year old, I was a very determined and focused kid. <laughs> like when I think back on it, man, like I I would practice twenty four seven if I could. Wow, man. wow, wow. Yeah. Um after we me and Ryan talked about this in our episode and the pressure that those you know, musician or music dads put on a lot of early aspiring musicians. It's pretty tough um, early on, especially when you're talking about your dad, who I'm sure is awesome uh, as a guitar player. You're kind of wanting to follow in his footsteps and be in his shadow. I'm sure that was kind of tough on you early on, not even knowing what you were getting into. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm thankful for it, but I will say, and we laugh about it now, but he definitely had that tough love type of approach when teaching like yes yes he, yeah he told me if i was gonna do it he wouldn't be doing right and take it serious and absolutely he yeah he didn't play around <laughs> <laughs> absolutely at, at what point or what stage did you realize like man i'm pretty good at what you know may not maybe not an age but maybe a moment or whatever but what moment did it click for you where you said man i'm pretty good at this thing um I don't know if I was really that good, but I felt like I'd had some growth. Mm -hmm. But uh, <clears throat> he had uh, he had started teaching me from at the age five, and I know forget uh, we was at our home church in uh, Morovia, mm -hmm. and at this time I was eight. Okay, and most of the times he would like hand me the guitar during offering, and you know, kind of let me play a little bit to get some experience. And uh, <laughs> I knew they were gonna sing a song after the offering and he was reaching for me to hand him the guitar back but i've been practicing practicing <laughs> so hard at you know at home i was like man when they say this next song i will play it man I'm right sure. <laughs> and i played it and from then on man because usually you know i practice on his guitar after yeah. he realized i could carry a song yeah i think i think that next week he bought my own guitar we started playing together Oh man, what you remember what the first one was that you had, your first guitar? Oh man, I can't remember. <laughs> I remember what it looked like, but I can't remember yeah. the brand, man. I was so young, man. I, I'm sure you've had so many. And that that story that you tell is so funny. Um, I don't know if you've heard my interview with Ryan yet, but he had a very similar story about how he had been practicing um what was his song? Uh Emmanuel. He said he had been yeah. practicing Emmanuel and just practicing and practicing and the the piano player ain't show up that Sunday and they started singing the song and he just beelined and got on the piano and started playing and he he, he never yeah. stopped playing since then so I find that pretty interesting that you guys are are such you know y'all have such similar stories but um I know we see we usually see the end result of what you do uh, and how you do how much practice goes into what you do I see you posting videos each and every day. You practice every day, a certain amount of time every day? Yeah, I try to practice at least a little at some point every day. Uh -huh. uh, some days are kind of busy, but right. uh, I can't remember exactly who said it. Uh, I think it might have been one of the like bigger rappers or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but mm -hmm. I remember hearing somebody that was like, hey, man, you love it, you want to grow at it, you mm -hmm. have to do it right. every day. So I I took that in, so I was like, man, I got to at least touch it Yeah, every day. I got to do something, man. How many hours would you say roughly you practice a day? Because I know it's hours, but roughly how would you? Uh, how many hours would you say? Uh, sometimes, uh, 
most most of the time I may practice about two hours. Okay. Okay. Have you always been that way or did it get did you practice more the better you became or kinda of, have you always kind of practiced two hours, you think, since the moment you kind of started playing, or did you do more or less, or what do you think you are uh, as far as ever going? I, I probably did more when I was younger. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would practice until, like, my parents probably got tired of hearing me, like, man, <laughs> you please put that thing down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was learning hard for you? Was learning how to play super hard for you, or were you just one of those blessed people where you just picked up the guitar five and it made sense? It was, it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been around music so much, right. like I said, from hearing my dad. So uh, a little bit of it kind of came natural and like having the ear for it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, as a kid and being so small and trying to get your hands in position to play a guitar, uh, physically it was a little tough. Right, but. Um, overall, man, um, I was so determined. Like, I man, thinking back <laughs> on it, like I, I want that same. I still had the same drive, but mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, man, like I really like I was headstrong, man. Like wow. you couldn't. Yeah, I was going for it, man. <laughs> so I wish I still had some of that same drive, man. Because yeah. like I said, man, I, I really had some work ethic to be a kid. Gotcha. And I really don't. I really never really thought about that until you just asked me. I was like, man, I was really focused and determined. So yeah. <laughs> um, can you play any other instruments? Please don't tell me the answer is yes. Tell me you just can play the guitar and that's it. Uh, I play bass and um, I probably I actually played drums for a while. Uh huh. And um, <laughs> which know, one? Like most of- Were you playing um? Were you playing the drums before you picked up the guitar at five, or were you, you played the guitar? Was the guitar your first instrument? Um, so that's kind of funny. Being little, like probably before five, or like mm-hmm. right at five, two, uh, after church, all the kids would like race over to the drums yes. after yeah. church. <laughs> it was the like, holy grail. I don't know why, it, it, yeah. I don't know why that was, but everybody as a kid. Wanted to run over there to that drum set after service. I mean, that's just a staple in the black church is just little kids surrounding the drum set after church. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was kind of one of those deals. And uh, uh, for the ones who don't know me or ones who do know me, I'm not a very big guy now. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, four-year-old me, yeah, I was a pretty small guy. So I wasn't <laughs> really the first person to get over there. If I right. did, somebody probably threw me out of the way. <laughs> And um, so that kind of made me mad. Is one reason I wanted to play guitar too, because I was like, I'm gonna play something that don't yeah. nobody else run to. Yeah. But I still wanted to play because I saw my dad playing. But uh, uh-huh. but uh, um, my dad he ended up buying like like everything, man. I needed like uh, guitars, drums, mics, all that. So oh, I got a all. chance. <laughs> yeah. So I got a chance to learn how to play drums at home. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Have you been playing the bass as long as the lead guitar, or about the same time? Or uh, I started playing bass at eleven. Okay, so you picked that up a little later. Yep, gotcha. Um, now, as a lead guitarist, who are some of your biggest influences as a guitarist? Who you look up to? Like, man, this guy is somebody I aspire to be like, or 
He does licks how I like them, or his chords are crazy. Just give us a few of those guys who you look up to and say, man, those are some some of my biggest influences as guitarist. Um, one would be Eric Gales. Okay. Uh, Eric Walls. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. I like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh. <laughs> of course, Jimi Hendrix. But my my number one all time man, I tell anybody is uh, John Jubu Smith. Really? Now yep. that's a, that's a name we never hear really, as far as being the number one. So that's interesting. What 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 makes him your number one? Oh uh, man, it's crazy. I actually met Jubu. Really? And he's a very laid back guy, and a lot of times. Because he's so laid back, and I talked to him, man. He said he's not real big on social media. Like, he's a real chill, like, laid back guy, you know, kind of like me. And I think sometimes it slips people's mind uh, just, you know, about how much classic music he has. Like, mm-hmm. they probably know the song, but don't know it's him. Don't know it's him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, the that viral uh, thing on TikTok with the, um, it's a version of, uh, it's our anniversary. Mm-hmm. That's blowing up. That's yeah. him. Like he played. He played all that stuff, man. Yeah. He played for Frankie Beverly Mays, really? uh, the, the Soul Seekers, Whitney Houston, mm. Darius Rucker. Like he has a he has a pretty big like track record. But he's such a, a humble, laid back guy. He mm-hmm. Don't really speak on it like that. that right. You know, <clears throat> a lot of people may not even recognize that. Yeah. And you said you got the chance to meet him in person. Yeah. How was that? Man, it was he was so cool mm-hmm. that you know, like sometimes, like you get ready to meet somebody, or like somebody you kind of idolize, you may be nervous, or you might yeah. get starstruck. Right? He was so cool that I couldn't even feel that way. Yeah, yeah, just like talking to one of the guys, one of the boys, huh? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because I, I think a lot of people do lose that perspective being that awesome. So I think that's I think that's amazing that he was still able to relate and talk to you and probably didn't even realize how much he inspired you man so that's i'm sure that was was a big one for you um yeah man i got two questions that i didn't send you but they just popped up before we got this interview going so maybe you just answered this question already so who in your opinion is the best guitarist of all time uh, i would say jubal yeah yeah so i'll say you answered it for me yeah. and then do you have a favorite guitar solo all time um, solo, solo. I like the Purple Rain solo. Okay, okay. Um, that's shout out my boy Prince. Um, yeah, one of my favorite guitars. Stevie Ray Vaughan is another one. Eric Clapton, of course. Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Um, I love John Mayer too. Um, so just a shout out there. Um, <clears throat> I know how busy you are. Um, I know you have stuff going all the time. And you're probably gigging every weekend. How on earth do you balance the consistency in gigging versus your home life? Because I know you have a significant other. Um, and I know not firsthand, I'm not as nearly as a accomplished musician as you are. But I do know some of what it takes to be okay as a musician. So I can imagine what you put into it off of the clock. So. How do you balance that versus your home life and still kind of make sure both sides are equal? Man, it's having that strong support system, man. Okay. Yeah, that is a, big. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do a lot of running around, man, and, you know, and so having that support system there to, you know, help me balance everything mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I still, I, I get busy, but I still make sure I make that, that family time. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's big. Yep. Yeah, like, well, most people may do something on the weekend. Uh, I'm usually performing, but mm-hmm. I make sure during the week we might make some, <laughs> might make some trip that will usually be a weekend trip for most families. We right. might have to do it on a, on a Tuesday, but mm-hmm. I try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your proudest moment? One thing you can point to as a musician. Um, I would have to say, uh, probably my uh, receiving my Ernie Ball endorsement. Okay. okay. Talk about that, man. Uh, so I I actually been playing uh Ernie Ball Slinky Strings, man. I can tell you how many years, man, since I was a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you ever saw one of the packs, but anybody who doesn't know about the packs, their packs of uh, guitar strings come with all these artists' names on the back. Some of the mm-hmm. biggest artists that mm-hmm. you and guitars that you ever want to see, and. The packs are real colorful. They're real, you know, catchy to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've been li- I've been looking at this pack for years since a kid, <laughs> all the way up to being an adult. Yep. And the reason is one of my proudest moments is because now when you go to the Ernie Ball artist list and you see people like Paul McCartney and Slash, Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Buddy Guy and all these guys, John Mayer. Mm-hmm. You keep scrolling and you <laughs> come across Duke the Guitars, man. Like being on that same list with yeah. these guys, it's like yeah. I that's still one of those moments I, I I can't get past, man. Man, that's that's gotta be humbling, man. And again, congratulations. Um I know how awesome you are firsthand. I've heard you and played with you, so I know how awesome you are. You deserve it. Um can you talk about uh, or give us a list of rundown of who your other sponsors are? I know you got more than that one, but let's let's just give give our viewers a, an idea of who you sponsored by here. Okay, um, I have uh, Southern Sound Outfitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a apparel company, you know, that really uh, pushes musicians. Uh, their slogan, one of the things they say is uh, "Create your own stage." So uh, it's on a lot of their shirts and hats and stuff like that. Okay. Man, Southern Sound Outfitters, man, I, I never, man, they pushed me so hard, man. <laughs> like, because like they they really support me, man. Like, That's I good, I don't man. think I, I don't think I go on the stage without a Southern Sound Outfitters hat on because okay, because if I do anything, they gotta let it be known. They they push me and I push them, man. Right, it's it's right. a great it's a great relationship, and uh, I believe I may have got that endorsement. It, 2020 i believe or okay maybe 2019 but the the thing is um over that time and building that relationship i actually they actually end up doing my own signature hat yes yes which i gotta yeah. get me one of those you gotta yeah. you gotta send me a duke the guitarist hat so i can rock it i see you i see the shirts i see the hats i see everybody rocking yeah. it so i gotta get me one brother um talk about a little bit more i know you got more than that um let me see. Uh, drop strap. Okay. Um, uh, the company they make this uh adjustable uh strap to where 
uh, usually like we have to adjust your strap. You have to go through all this and loosen this up and do this and do that. Uh-huh. They actually built this uh, strap adjuster with a click of a button. You can adjust your guitar to the, you know, if you want it low or how high you want it, just on the click of a button, man. And they were just actually featured on, uh, man, what's the name of the show? Uh, Shark Tank? Yeah, you talking know? about Shark Tank, is Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you go on there and pitch the idea and somebody buys it. Yep, they were just oh, they okay. were just on there. Yeah, so uh, I actually, yeah, I actually got uh, endorsed by them before you know the things took off. Mm-hmm. So I mean that was pretty cool. And then I get to sit down and watch TV and, and, and see my guys on there pushing this brand, <laughs> and, and and it's everywhere now. It's all over the place now. Yes, yes, yes. Um, congratulations, brother. Like I said, I I know you deserve them all. Um. I I I I know you deserve it and how hard you work for those. So you know, basking all that, man. Um, do you have you have any kids? I'm I'm sure you have kids, right? How many kids you have? Six. Okay, six kids. So, mm-hmm. do you have any pressure to be like your dad was to you? You ever thought about teaching them, or are you teaching them, or how how do they feel about wanting to be like you as far as being a guitar player? Uh, my my eight year old son, I'm sorry, nine now. Uh, he wants to be just like me. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, he want he wants to do it all, man. And and I and I work with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, do you catch yourself sometimes being just like your daddy, where you think you're being a little too hard on, but have to say, oh oh man, I'm. It, yeah, this I reminds me of something. <laughs> I, I I do I do it I do it. Yep yep yep. Uh, that's awesome, man. Um. How hard was it to master what you do, and what advice would you have for an aspiring musician? Um, one thing I would say is, uh, one just be consistent uh-huh. and and work hard and practice. Okay. And uh, and another thing, a lot of people don't say, or they might say it, it might just sound like something good to say. Uh, believing in yourself goes a long way. Right. Right. Like, yeah, that's I, that's where it starts. I mean, you, I'm sure you, like you said, you had the ambition and the drive at five years old. Uh, you had your dad pushing you as well, but you also believed. You talk about how bad you wanted it, so you you believed that you could become what you are. Um, so that that is a that is a huge part of anything you want to do. So. Very, very poignant, you know, advice there. Yeah, uh, because the, re- the reason I say that, man, uh, I've been around a lot of guys that said some encouraging words. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a former manager of mine, and he was talking to me one day. He was like, man, you got something special. Mm-hmm. Like, you got it. Everybody sees it. You got to see it. And he made this point. He was like, man, do you know in some small country town there's probably some girl that can blow beyonce out of the water with mm-hmm. singing but we don't know it because they haven't put the stuff out there you right. know for it to be recognized mm-hmm. and i kind of put myself in them shoot like man i like i don't know for the ones who know i'm from frisco city alabama mm-hmm. it's a very small town man <laughs> and, and i've been places and been on stages and and like all around the world i you know, I would have never thought that would be at, you know, coming yeah. from a small place, but 
like when he told me that, I was like, man, I, I just got to work hard and keep pushing myself and put myself out there and and believe in myself. So mm-hmm. I just I just kept working. And uh, another thing I would say too, man, I know I probably spent out a lot, but no, brother, go ahead. Yeah, but I know I probably spent out a lot, but man, I've learned so much over the years, and a lot of it is simple things that I think some musicians may overlook. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your talent, yes, work on it. You be you know, try to grow as much as you can. But some important things would be is is character and how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. You got all the talent in the world, but if nobody wants to work with you, I mean, it it won't go anywhere. Right, right, right. Um, Another spinoff question to that that just popped in my head. As you're playing, and I've seen this in action, um, how hard is it for you to balance as a musician? Because, you know, we have this thing in the musician community that a lot of times less is more or blending in as opposed to standing out well obviously the musician that the, the musician that you are and the the instrument that you play a lot of times you're just gonna stick out because of how good you are how do you work through balancing not overtaking the song per se just because when you get down you get down but how do you balance keeping that in pocket um one of the things i i like to do is I've learned you can you can have a unique style that stands out, but it has to also still be within the music. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we talk about pocket and being locked. Mm-hmm. So where someone else may do a lick and then do another lick and do this, and right? Start to clash a little bit. If I find something unique that kind of stands out. I make it a part of the music. I try to, like, if I did it here, and then when this comes back around, I'm going to do it again. I merge it into the music. Right. So it catches your attention, but it's it not. It flows. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, going to flow. Not all, yeah, it's not all over the music. It's mm-hmm. like it's that one lick is going to be there each round that's coming around. Mm-hmm. So, like, stuff like that. And, uh, and then, it kind of just depends, man. And, and I try to work. Um, I believe in playing the genre too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I play a lot of country, okay. and uh, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, that's great! That's great! It's this and that, and man, it's amazing." And in my mind, I was like, man, I I played the chords and I got off stage. Like, I just did my yeah. part. So you good, so. you good musicians. You always do that. You know when we tell y'all something, so you just like, oh no, nah, I I ain't doing that, but just playing. Like, bro, no, you killing it, man. Um, so I I think that's an interesting perspective, and especially coming from somebody like you, um, about doing something but not overtaking the music. Because again, at the end of the day, what we do as musicians, the music is. Is what's important. It's not necessarily, you know, you sticking out or whoever sticking out. It's about how these pieces of music blend together to make this story and tell this story through the music. So amazing insight there. Um, one last question here, and we're going to get into a little game. But what is your favorite genre to play? Um, man, that's that's tough because I have two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you say you got two. Okay, what what are your what are your 
what what are your favorite genres to play? Let's put it like that. Um, I love playing country and I love playing gospel. Okay. Okay. Simple answer. Um, so before we get you out of here, I have done this game on a few other pods. So we're going to do this or that. So I'm going to give you two options. You tell me whether you prefer option one or option two. Can't pick both. You can't pick me. We got to go with one. All right. Okay. And I'm going to do three three questions for you. All right. So my first question to you is, do you prefer rhythm or lead? Rhythm. Okay. Why? Um, I like setting the, the tone. Okay. Like, uh, I may be the only one to feel this way. I may <laughs> not be. A lot of guitar players, you know, they like that standout mm-hmm. thing where, you know, they're doing this and doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I like... I like playing rhythm. I like setting that that tone for the song. I like when music feels good. Like I love the foundation of a song, man. I don't have to be all on top of it and doing mm-hmm. this. I, I like I like the foundation of the song, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. Second question. This one's probably gonna be hard for you, but you got to pick Chuck Berry or BB King. <sighs> Chuck. Okay. Watch up. Man, I like Chuck energy, man. Okay. Just vibe yeah. more with Chuck. Yeah. I mean, right. don't get me wrong, BB King with the blues and of the course. picking. And, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, hey, they're not taking them away from it. Absolutely. I like the reason I say Chuck, man, for for me, I'm such a laid back guy. Mm-hmm. But when I put that guitar on, <laughs> I turn into a different person. So it's you like do. I kind of I kind of relate to Chuck. Like, man, yeah. I'm just, I'm going to play it. I'm going to have fun. It's going to feel good. I'm, I, it don't matter what it look, what I look like. Okay. Yep. We're going for it. So that's why I say Chuck. Gotcha. All right, man. Last one. I don't know how hard this one will be for you, but Fender or Gibson? It's easy. Fender all the way. <laughs> all the way. All the way. Uh, I thought about this and then I, I, I could remember you posting something and saying, Fender and I said, yeah, it's probably gonna be an easy one for him, but still wanted to get that answer out of you. Um, man, you got any any plugging you want to do here? Social media? How can the people follow you? Um, how can they, you know, see some videos? You know, put your socials out. Um, my website would be www.dukethegutars.net on Instagram. Be Duke the Guitars, TikTok, Duke the Guitars. Okay, gotcha, and. Anything else? I'm sorry. I ain't gonna cut y'all. Uh yeah, y'all be on the lookout for new music from uh my band Falsely Motivated. Mm-hmm. That consists of me, my good friend Dears English, and my brother, Martez Banks. I forgot about that fool. I know dude too. I know dude yep. and Dears. I know everybody around you but <laughs> you until recently. So yeah, I know all them fools. But uh, I'm talented musicians um on all the chords there's and duke uh there's duke and dude all three of y'all are fantastically uh talented before we get you out of here i also want to let my listeners know um i think you posted today that you are a nominee for the eighth annual josie music awards which will be held in october uh on the 23rd so man congratulations um how does it feel be a nominee man it's great, man. Like, <laughs> I, I it's some of this stuff I really don't even know how to explain, man. Right. Like, 
I know most people probably give you this big extravagant answer, man. <laughs> I just have to like I just sit down and look at this stuff and think about it and just I just soak it in, man. Yeah. I really don't even be having the words to say for it, man. Yeah. But I'm I'm thankful, man. I'm honored. I feel blessed to have these opportunities, man. It's just from being a kid and having this imagination and the dreams of stepping on the big stage and the flashing lights and people screaming your name to mm -hmm. actually being able to do this now. Mm -hmm. Like I sometimes I still can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, I love it, man. Yeah. Well, like I said, man, um, you deserve it, brother. Um just wanted to, to highlight you here on this episode. Um, show appreciation for all your work, man. Um, keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and I know you have much more to do, much more to accomplish. So we feel honored to know you. Um, we appreciate your time, brother, and we thank you for joining us, man. Man, I appreciate you for having me. All right, man. God bless. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Want to thank Duke for coming on the podcast. I, I was so honored for him to come on and give us some of his time. I know how busy he is with juggling his busy, busy schedule. But ladies and gentlemen, again, this is someone from small town Alabama and went on to accomplish what he's accomplished. He's won several awards. Uh, he's been nominated for several awards. He's He's been on countless, countless, countless tracks uh, of big musicians, of uh, local musicians. He's always performing uh, local gigs or big gigs. He's been on American Idol with performers. He's been on Sunday's Best with performers, The Voice with performers. So again, this is someone who's who's taken an opportunity uh, to run with it and become the musician that he's become today. He's so humble, uh, such a great guy. I've had the pleasure, like I said, of getting to know him a little better. And I'm really, really, really pleased at how humble he is because I know sometimes musicians we aren't the most humble of, of of people, especially when you're as talented as he is, but that's not the case there. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. A couple of things before we get out of here, and I'm going to let Duke take us out with a little bit of a soliloquy here at the end. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Cerebral Chaos is officially over 500 listens. Um, I never thought that we would be able to accomplish something like this. In such a short amount of time, uh, the podcast has been active, not even five whole months at this point, and we're already above 500 listens. Um, the Facebook page is above 100 likes. So if you haven't liked the Facebook page, just search Cerebral Chaos. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us there. Keep up with us there. Everything about the interviews, about upcoming guests, I always put it out there. Continue to like, share comment leave a rating I, I appreciate all of it every little thing that you do helps i appreciate the chaos family giving me the opportunity to come into your homes come into your vehicles come into your airpods come into your headphones uh, week after week I, I don't take your time for granted so i thank you for taking this time out of your days out of your weeks out of your months to give me a chance to come into your life in any type of way so Thank you again so much. I'm so honored for all my guests. I'm thinking about doing something new. Tell me what you guys think about this. So what I'm going to try to do from every episode next, starting next week and every episode there on after, we're going to do a chaos mailbag. So I encourage you guys to send your questions, your comments, 
uh, topics you'd like to see us talk about, maybe guests you'd like to see us get on. Uh, send all that information to CerebralChaosPod at gmail.com. That's CerebralChaosPod at gmail.com. Even if you just want to shout out the show and you know talk about maybe what your favorite episode was or something that you take from the podcast or something you'd like to see on the podcast, I'm going to try to read that weekly. At least one question, one comment from a guest. So like I said, send your mailbag questions to CerebralChaosPod at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram, CerebralChaosPod, and you can find us on Facebook at CerebralChaos. So thank you again. And I'm going to let my boy Duke take us out with a little soliloquy here. Chaos family, you know how we do. God bless you. God bless chaos. I will see you next week.